Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Friday edition of Stand Up For The Truth. In-studio guest, Pastor John Haller from Ohio. He's actually traveling around the Midwest, and I can't wait to get to a prophecy update of sorts today. And we'll go around the country and around the world with headlines, and we'll tackle some of the issues that concern you, the body of Christ. So before we do that, Father, thank you for giving us life and health and strength today, and I ask uh, for wisdom on top of these things. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead us in this conversation, and everybody that's listening right now, we lift them up to you. We ask for your blessings on their health, that you'd uh, take care of their families, provide for those who are um, threatened to lose their jobs or have taken a stand on not getting vaccinated or whatever else they did and lost their job, Lord, provide for them in Jesus' name. We know that you are the great provider, and Lord, we know that you know exactly what their needs are, so we lift them up to you. Also, people that are feeling potentially overwhelmed by all that's going on, we're going to talk about some disturbing stuff today, but you are not surprised, Lord. Prophetically, we understand these last days, so many things can happen, and they are, so we ask that you would encourage their hearts and strengthen them as they listen and as they process What's going on? And give us discernment, Lord, and help us as the body of Christ know how to respond effectively, with boldness, with compassion, and with truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Pastor John Haller is back, and he's with us in studio for the first time. He's pastor, elder, teacher, uh, known for his prophecy updates on his YouTube channel, and he's with the Fellowship Bible Chapel in Ohio, Columbus, I believe, and uh, you can get more info at FBC YouTube channel. And uh, John, uh, welcome to the studios of Stand Up For The Truth, Q90FM. Good to be here live. Yeah, it's good to have you. Now, you've been traveling for a week or two. Um, I know you had a nice visit with Jan Markell that I want to hear about, and our listeners would be thrilled because we have a lot. We hear her every Saturday morning here on Understanding the Times on this station. So tell us a little bit about your recent trip, and I do want to hear about the boat company, the guy you met at the hotel. Yeah. Go wherever you want and just uh, share. I have a bunch of stories like that, but uh, Pam and I left home two weeks ago Tuesday on the 14th. We went to a family wedding in Dillon, Colorado, and we were going to fly, but this is sort of a COVID-related thing. We were going to fly to Denver and then take a couple weeks, rent a car, and drive around. But rental cars in Denver, when we were trying to get them, were $2,500 for two weeks, were $2,500 for a full size to $4,825 for an SUV for 14 days, $330 a day. Part of that is they sold off their fleets during COVID. They're trying to restock them now, but they can't get new cars because of the chip shortage, which is limiting manufacturing, supply chain problems. And... Uh, they So it, it's just a huge problem. Plus, Denver has been hit with two really big hailstorms over the last couple of years that have just damaged tens of thousands of cars. They've had to be completely reskinned or replaced, even totaled. So we went to that. We Sunday, we left to go up to uh, the Tetons, and we're about 60 miles north of Dillon. We hit a chuck hole on US-40 about way out in the middle of nowhere. But thankfully, if we'd been a half mile either way, we would not have had any cell phone service. Wow. Finally, a fish and wildlife guy from uh, Colorado stopped by and helped me change the tire. He didn't help me reload the car, but he said, I'll let you reload the car and then <laughs> we can go. Did you call it a chuck hole? A chuck hole. Hey, can you just uh, kind of interpret that for our audience? It's a big hole in the middle of the road. That's, <laughs> uh, like pothole, chuck hole? Oh, pothole. I call okay. it a chuck hole. Chuck you know. hole. Is that an Ohio thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in western Pennsylvania. We say the road is slippy. Okay, slippy. Yeah. I like that. Isn't that what everybody says? Yeah. And we always end the word each que- each sentence like a question. So, uh, But the Lord provided. We got back. We had to go back to Denver. I had to get new rims for the car, new tire, 
And then we ended up at the T. So we spent a few days. We went to the Tetons and Yellowstone. Nice. And you know the Tetons. If you've never seen them, they're these this probably the most dramatic mountain range in the world. It just pops right up out of the plain. Very craggy peaks. We got there. They just had a bunch mm. of fresh snow. But as we drove around um, the Tetons, we went to Yellowstone. Got the Old Faithful and it erupted within five minutes of us getting there. You know, to the site where you can watch it. Um. The thing that just kind of struck me is that this this vast, uh, wide open country that we live in out you know in the West, and but it's it's so beautiful. I mean, it's it's all this diverse landscape, from the mountains to the plains to the massive fields of corn and that sort of thing growing, and I was just sort of struck at how God tunes us to appreciate the beauty mm. of His creation. Uh, I know you had Jay Seeger on the other day and some of the things he was talking about. And it's just, it's so incredibly beautiful. And you mm. you take these pictures, Pam's been posting them on our Facebook page. Uh, my wife is, uh, my edit, personal editor and, and spouse of 46 years is here <laughs> today. But it's just, it's amazing how God just tunes us to appreciate mm. what he does if we're paying attention to Creation it. Creation speaks, right? Yeah, and it's, and mm. it, it's so powerful. Um, <clears throat> And it's just, but anybody who tells you that this world is overcrowded, I mean, we we drove through, you know, <laughs> Wyoming, South Dakota, North, we even went up to North Dakota because that was one state we'd never been in. So we spent a night in Fargo just to, All right. just to prove it. But um, just incredible. So on the way, like this morning at the hotel, and this is a common story that I heard over and over and over again as I talk to people at rest stops, truck drivers, and that type of thing. Guy has a custom boat company. I said, how's business? He said, business is just off the charts fantastic. Praise God. But it could be better. He said, I, I could hire eight full-time employees today and have more than enough work for them for a long time, but I can't find anybody to work. So you have to wonder, what is going on? Where where are the people who work? Yeah. Um, and we have all these immigrants coming in. Where are they and why aren't they available to work if didn't they're the, here? Didn't the benefits run out, the unemployment benefits, or didn't they run I out? I heard they were supposed to run out September 1st, but um, everybody I talked to, <clears throat> truck drivers, like, I'm working so many hours for my trucking company or my truck. I said, I, I have so much work, I can't keep up with it. Hmm. But then you look out, you see these pictures of hundreds of ships anchored off all the major ports, like... Uh, uh, L.A. Long Beach Port, they don't have any anchorage places left. They have so many container ships. Costco has gone out and is leasing six container ships and tens of thousands of containers so they can keep their supply chain going because the whole system is broken down. And we wow. can talk about that a little bit later. Supply chain. It's just uh, – so make a note that we'll talk about yep. the supply chain. So it's just – it's it's sort of a cascade of events. So Wednesday we were uh, spent some time with some fr- about a week with some friends, uh, great friends in uh, the Minneapolis area at, at their lake house. And Wednesday I went up and talked to Jan for Markel for about two or three hours. And it was it was great because I think as Christians, as we you know God and the Holy Spirit gives us insight into some of the things that uh, we see happening. It, it, it can get very distressing as you sit here and watch this because it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, Lord, how much more? And as Jan says, and as I said, I think she uses the term last days, I use the term end times. What did you think the end times were going to look like? Because, you know, we, it is a time of distress. And I will also say, though, it's very strange to understand the just turmoil everywhere all over the world whether it's with COVID or vaccines or masks or unemployment or supply shortages, wars and rumors of wars, uh, Iran developing nuclear weapons. It's just this cascade of everything. But at the same time, um, I'm driving around this beautiful landscape looking at God's creation Mm -hmm. in a relatively peaceful way. But I did notice one thing was, you know, we're in our 60s. When I say 60s, that means it could be 61, but it's probably, I should say, late 60s. <laughs> but a lot of people our age are just driving around. And we saw on Facebook, a bunch of our friends are driving around the country just looking at all these great national parks and things that we yeah. have. So there's this turmoil, but then there's this 
peace that I have in, in my own particular life, because mm. I'm not having to deal directly with this. Mm -hmm. But then I also think that the Holy Spirit gives us a, a sense of peace if we're uh, truly in Christ. Mm -hmm. So I, I see that it's just, it's just very, nothing seems to fit together. And so talking to Jan, we talked about some of the things we're going to talk about today. And we could have gone for hours and hours and hours, yeah. as you know, because it's just, uh, what about this? Yeah, but what about, well, what about this? Oh, did you see this? And it's, uh, and I think we're all seeing the same things. I know you yeah. are. I see you talk about it all the time with people, with critical race theory, vaccines. We'll get to that. Create, you know, the attack on education, the attack on parent-child relationships, a lot of the things we'll talk about today. So a lot of our listeners would like to know what you can share with us about how Jan is doing. Uh, she seems to be doing fine to me. She said she had COVID uh, earlier. I think it was around the time that you did an interview with her, I think. Uh, That's right. It was shortly after that, I think, because her, her voice, she interviewed me on my new book, and her voice was just a little, um, I don't know, she had to clear her throat and she was dealing with something. Within a week, she, I think she had uh, been diagnosed Yeah, with she said it was like a really bad cold. Now, Pam and I are increasingly convinced, too, that we had it back in January. We had like sort of a combined cold sinus infection, a little bit of bronchitis. I lost my, couldn't do my update for a couple of weeks. But then sort of the killer, um, killer, the the thing that really sort of nailed it for us was she didn't have, I, we both lost our sense of taste and smell. Uh, me for about two, two and a half months and her for about seven months. Oh. So she just got it back. So it's just so weird because you pick up a steak or you, know, you get a beautiful steak out and you Good cook coffee. it. And you, you, or a piece of chocolate, and they, they, they don't have any taste at all. They don't taste like any, you know, you can tell there's something in, in your mouth, and it's very, very bizarre. So you just soldier on and everything like that. So we haven't had a positive, we didn't get an antibody test. But I guess, you know, that doesn't really make any difference to some of these, uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, these psychotic lunatics that run things. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we're uh, blessed to have you in studio, John. It's always good to have you on the podcast because you, you have your uh, uh, finger or the hand on the pulse of things that a lot of people just don't keep up with. Uh, geopolitics is one of them. But um, let's just jump into some of the topics now. Sure. We, we hear, I hear that New York has a new governor. Uh, so what are your thoughts on her? Unelected. We, we've got I mean, she, she was the lieutenant governor. Uh, I think her name's Catherine Hochul, H-O-C-H-U-L. Hochul. And I think we pulled off, she was at a church on Sunday. Um, a Christian oh, cultural so she's center. A Christian. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, she she certainly has a religion of some kind. Uh, uh, I I think one. I talked to a friend about it last night, and he said she's a witch. I mean, that's exactly what he said. And mm. but I mean, I play the clip. I think we yeah. have a clip, a couple minutes of her speaking yeah. at this church in Manhattan on Sunday. This is concerning because uh, I like that she says. You who have been vaccinated are the smart ones. Right. So a lot of digs in her comments at a church. So, Travis, we're going to go ahead and hear from the new governor of New York. I've prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must Say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get, fight this pandemic come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to, fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists, and we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again. 
Wow, real issues like systemic racism. Uh, I don't think she got the climate change. She must yeah. have forgot to turn her page over. Yeah, so John, your thoughts uh, on what she shared. There's so much virtue signaling and... A lot of jabs at Christians, well, conservatives. Yeah, sure. She certainly has set herself up as the high priestess of this new religion. And we have talked, you know, many of the t- shows we've talked about that, this leftism, wokeism, social justice, warrior type thing is itself its own religion. Uh, the problem with the original, that religion, though, unlike Christianity— Christianity has a way of redemption, mm-hmm. but in social justice and wokeism, there is no there is no plan of redemption. You are always going to be a sinner unless you're on the right side, and then you might be okay. But even then, if you're if you're not the right, I mean, I hate to say this, if you're not the right color, you can never be redeemed. And this is this is so troubling on so many levels, but. Uh, I mean, we could exegete everything that she said, but that, you know, this all came from God and this, which, which God, the God mm. of this world yeah. or someplace else? Because we know there are a lot of people have concerns about the vaccines. Uh, she says that I need you to go out now and be my apostles. Her apostles? I mean, do That's you understand amazing. the the depth and the gravity of what this is? And as we look in this end time scenario, uh, one of the things I talk about is sort of the legit, well, first of all, I talk about acceleration, convergence of all these things happening, all these things happening all at once, and then the logistics. So we see, I think last Sunday I t- did an update from our friend's house in Minnesota called The Great Setup Continued, because it's just going to be a continuing thing until the Lord returns. And I think everything is being set up. The this beast system that we know is going to come about in, in the 70th week of Daniel, this last period of seven years, that that is going to be, uh, there's, there has to be an infrastructure set up around this. And I think we're seeing that, that being set up now through the Chinese social credit system, through the vaccine mandates, and that sort of thing. So we, we have all of these things uh, happening at the same time, and the, the infrastructure for the system uh, that would be very oppressive is being structured. But understand what happened in New York, David. In New York, two days ago, tens of thousands of people, healthcare workers, lost their jobs. People who deal with the vaccine day by day, mm-hmm. who may have had it, who understand medicine, are losing their jobs. Doctors are being attacked by state mes- uh, medical licensing boards because they might suggest some alternative treatment. Now, I told you, I, I don't know if it was an email with you, but I predicted to someone, I said, listen, we have this thing called ivermectin. Uh, it is one of the most used drugs in the world. And in Colombia, Peru, and India, they've had tremendous help or tremendous uh, success in treating people early on in COVID and avoiding the ventilators. I mean, uh, you know, I see people, they go, we had a number of people in our, our church that had COVID recently, and they go to the ER, and the, the admonition is, okay, if you can't breathe, come back. There's no other really intervention done. And this I've never seen a disease like this. No. It's, it's, it's criminal. So this is happening all over the world. People are not treating. So I said that Pfizer said they're coming out with a therapeutic, you know, because they've got the vaccine. They're making $26 billion this quarter from that vaccine. So there's an economic incentive, but they're going to come out with a therapeutic. And I said, it's going to be very similar in a way it acts to ivermectin. And lo and behold, I saw the data sheets, the material, the information sheets on it. It has the same uh, pathway that it operates and a lot of pundits now, and I think are appropriately calling it Pfizer-mectin. Yeah, we, we have a couple articles on that and also another prediction by, I think, some CEO at Pfizer. We'll get to that uh, in the next segment. But today we're with John Haller in studio talking about uh, some uh, information that you need to know to be able to respond to these things. Uh, when we come back, one of those, quote, real issues that the uh, leftist New York governor just mentioned, uh, critical race theory. We'll talk a little bit about that. We have so much already, but we always have newer listeners tuning in. So we'll mention a little bit about that. And then what's going on in the public schools? Also, YouTube ramping up censorship on what they determine is misinformation. More with John Haller on Stand Up For The Truth in just a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. 
two articles on Pfizer, and I know there are so many others. But before we get to these, because John just teased that, uh, what we're going to be talking about, something to do with a horse paste or something. Anyway, we'll yeah. talk about that in just a minute. But those real issues that they're talking about, John, one of them is systemic racism. America is evil. Uh, we were founded by evil men, um, all white men who were racist and slave owners. And, you know, the Democrat, ta- I mean, the liberal media talking points in the public schools, what they're teaching now. So let's talk a little bit for our newer listeners who haven't heard a lot of information on critical race theory. Um, I have three bullet points here I want to share. Just got these. First of all, every student should be treated fairly and equally. But unfortunately, that's not what happens in today's uh, government schools across the country. I wish these three stories weren't true, but this is not New York, Oregon, and North Carolina. This is nationwide. In Buffalo, students were taught that, quote, all white people propagate systemic racism. Little kindergartners were even made to watch a video on, quote, racist police and state-sanctioned violence that featured dead black children. You heard that right. Portland, Oregon, their public schools, uh, children are being fed the narrative that America is a fundamentally evil nation and have, as one investigative reporter has noted, been, quote, pushed in the direction of race-based revolution. And in Wake Wake County, North Carolina, just to mention three, public school teachers have been encouraged to train students in critical race theory, CRT, and to treat their parents who object as obstacles. Why? Because CRT proponents believe that white students won't learn it at home because white parents are afraid to give up their, quote, privilege. These are just a couple examples, three examples of what's happening across the country. It's very real. The, the, if you hear anyone say critical race theory is not being taught in schools, they're lying. And, well, they'll call it something else. Um, the very harmful effects we're already seeing these young kids thinking if they're white, thinking they're bad. If they're black, thinking that there's a part of the population that's against them, that hates them because of their skin color. John, this is a problem. We're abusing young children uh, in our country, telling them that they're <clears throat> racist simply because of the color of their skin. It kind of flips on, uh, completely upside down what Martin Luther King said about judging people not on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And I didn't agree with everything that Martin Luther King did, but I did agree with that statement. In fact, before... In, in, in Christianity, races, race, races should not matter. It's to the left. It's to the these, uh, well, now I, I can only refer to them as psychotic lunatics on so many issues. <laughs> and this critical race theory, uh, so what happened was when all these parents are going to school board meetings and say, I don't want, to teach, I don't want you teaching critical race theory. And the school boards are coming out, well, we don't, we don't understand what you're talking about. There's critical race theory that came out of uh, Derrick Bell at Harvard University, and we don't really, we don't teach that. Listen, what they're teaching is the implementation of the follow-on, the uh, activation of critical race theory concepts. Uh, it started with the 1619 Project, mm-hmm. uh, which was a clearly racist, uh, revisionist, and I say racist, revisionist, a thing of the history of the United States. The United States was always only designed to be um, racist, to support slavery. I think this is, a, this is just a bold-faced lie. Uh, the, uh, Robin DiAngelo, I think, was the one who wrote this for the New York Times. And it, but that's been implemented in school after school after school system around the country. It is racist at its core. It's tearing the country apart. And I think this is being done by design. By the way, I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I saw something the other day that's being done to play off of the 1619 Project to sort of bring in this wokeness into the church even further than it already has, and it's called the 1517 Project. There's a website, 1517. What was 1517? That was the year that Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses. Reformation. It started the Reformation. And now they're tying that into all of this, too. I haven't had a chance to research it that completely. That's on my list. But it just it's clearly a play, 1619, 1517. What are we going to do next, 32 AD or something like that, the 32 AD project? The 1492 project? Or the the Pentecost project or something like that. So understand that this is to tear it down. And Christopher Rufo at uh, City Journal has just done tremendous work on— Corp- and he, he puts the documents on his uh, website. 
Uh, he writes for City Journal and showing corporations like uh, all the big corporations and banks, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, airlines, and that type of thing. They're all implementing this critical race theory. And part of this is people are going to lose their jobs over it. Mm-hmm. If I could follow on, just speaking of losing jobs, follow sure. on what the what's going on in New York. So we have tens of thousands who've lost their jobs because they didn't get vaccinated. Healthcare workers in the midst of a pandemic. I thought hospitals they, were overflowing with COVID patients. Though. Well, what is going on? If if what they say is true in this, and why are they firing, firing these healthcare workers exactly. who've been working with COVID patients mm-hmm. who may have already had COVID? Mm-hmm. And may have a positive antibody test, and might be at risk if they get vaccinated. They and they are healthcare professionals. They know. If I could recommend a podcast, uh, other than Stand Up for the Truth, <laughs> yes, uh, you can. Brett Weinstein, who I I don't believe he's a believer. He has a dark. It's called the Dark Horse Podcast. You can get it on Apple Podcast. And he was interviewing a doctor just released today, and the doctor said we're completely ignoring all the science. You know we. There's study after study after study about using ivermectin in all these countries, Colombia, India, mm-hmm. other yep. places. And he says, we have these protocols to treat people who are not doing it. But what also is happening in New York City, I just saw a report on this last night, that uh, they have moved the vaccination deadline to Monday. If you're not vaccinated by Monday, you will be fired as a school teacher in New York City, supposedly with one of the strongest unions in the country. Right. There's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of New York City school teachers fired. Mm. What are they going to? What is? Yeah, and the question I was like, what is going on? And I was complaining about this on my Facebook page. All these different issues. Sometime, and somebody said, uh, "Well, John Haller, what did you think the end times were going to look like?" And I'm like, "Hey, don't, don't quote me to me. That's <laughs> not, that's not fair. You can't do that." Well. Thankfully, John, and we, I want to get to back to New York and what you said b- during the break about pilots, because we have a pilot uh, in the studio, Alan Minx, uh, our friend of Stand Up For The Truth and, and the radio station and the ministry. Um, but I just want to wrap this thought up uh, that parents are starting to push back in the public schools. They're going to school board meetings. Some people are thinking, well, I'm going to start running for school board. I personally think great, but it's probably too late as far as what's they are beyond reform. But thank you for those who want to get involved and who are fighting back now. But um, this curriculum can violate constitutional rights and civil rights of students, faculty, and staff that are forced to participate. This is act- activism. And just a little history goes back to Frankfurt, Germany, the 1920s and 30s. And that was a time that John Dewey was getting going over here in America in the public schools. But uh, the Frankfurt School was one of the first Western Marxist schools patterned after the Marx Engels Institute in Moscow. They fled to America because of persecution by Hitler, and they got into Columbia University's Teachers College, some of these Marxists, and at other colleges in the universities in the 1930s. And now we have what we have at the university level. And in the last many decades, it's been spilling on into the government-run schools. And you've got a story you sent me um, this is on a little different, still the education story in a way, but um, California, first of all, let me just share what Virginia Democrat candidate for governor said. He said, in, in, I guess he's running. Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe. He said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. In other words, parents should stay out of the education process, or if you're from Canada, they should stay out. Um, but it, it, this is astounding to me that we have a communist candidate, apparently, that uh, doesn't think parents should be involved in their children's education. This goes back to the children belonging to the government, and government should mold children as they see fit. Just your thoughts on that, well, John. You know, if you go back to McCall's history, he was a campaign manager for either Bill or Hillary Clinton and was clearly tied into the clinics. He's already served one term as Virginia governor, and they they have you can't succeed yourself, so you have to. there has to be a gap between okay. your— the, the time you're able to be in office and do a lot of damage. So you have to take some time off. Okay. Well, and so he's, he's, he's running again. <laughs> but but listen, this is, listen, uh, uh, somebody, one pundit I hear calls it the mommy brigade has been unleashed on America's schools. And the, the mommy brigade? Yeah, they're going to school board meetings and they're yeah. just berating. I mean, yep. I saw a mother, she was reading from a book in the library. At the and, school. At the school. And the school board members like, you can't say, it was describing Gay sex. Right. And and the physics or the 
whatever has to happen. <laughs> the mechanics. And she, um, they're saying, you can't say that. And she goes, don't you tell me to shut up. This is, a, this is in your school. This is what you put in the library for your students to read. My 10-year-old is reading this. And you're teaching it in the classrooms under the guise of health or sex education. Right. Well, I mean, I you can see the guidelines even in California. I've seen I've downloaded them and you know, you get down into kindergarten and they're talking to kids about what gender you are. So one of the things I think I noted on uh, the sheet I sent you was the uh, California governor had signed yes. into uh, Act, uh, bills 1184 and 1356. Um, what are they? Just this week. Uh, 1184 essentially says that if your child is being referred for transgender counseling to maybe go so far as to undergo puberty blockers and that sort of thing, the parents do not need to be notified. And the same thing with— Wait, wait a minute. So they're, they're trying to—this is what Newsom signed into law? Yeah. So, if, so let's say your father, your child, your father has a health insurance policy— with the school or through your through his work, the insurance companies are now not permitted to transmit information that the child, to, to the parents. your child, under your policy, and your child that who is your your responsibility is receiving transgender counseling or even up to puberty blockers. They are not allowed to inform the parents of that. They're the insurance companies. They went to the insurance companies have to keep that information private from the parents under the policy. And the same way with uh, 1356 is prohibits any photos, video or photos of a person entering an abortion facility okay, at all. Okay, that's this is California. We need In to California. talk about right this. Right now it is law today. So citizen journalists cannot protest the murder of children, the unborn children in a mother's womb. Outside an abortion facility. If you, have a, if you have a camera going, you will be violating yep. the law. You can't use a camera. You can't use photos. Uh, you can't use any footage if you're out there praying. You can't do any of that. Uh, you can keep it on yourself, but you can't show anything. This is amazing. And this, I think back to when um, Kamala Harris was the AG and David Daleiden in the Center for Medical Progress did those undercover Correct. videos. And she, she, she prosecuted them. He, his house was raided. Here's a citizen journalist who had evidence of... Federal offenses by Planned Parenthood, and she didn't have Planned Parenthood investigated. She went after the citizen journalists. Who is reporting the abuses of Planned Parenthood. Yep. It's yep. Everything's completely upside down. But understand the import of this, too, is that this relates also over to the vaccination part, particularly in the U.K. And there are a lot of people that listen to me in the U.K. and Australia. And either in this show or the next one we're going to record, maybe we, we need to talk about Australia yeah, but but you understand what this is doing. This is interfering in the parent-child relationship. Yes. And so what's happened now in the UK? There was a big case that a person who had gone through uh, transgender reassignment surgery, she sued the National Health Service. The court, the intermediate court, said no, no, no. You 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 have a right to sue. And then the high court, the high appellate court in the UK, just last week, came down with opinion and said no. Um, you don't have a right to sue. They have a right to prescribe puberty blockers to 12 and 13-year-olds so they can undergo sex reassignment surgery, even without the approval of the parents. Now, wow. translate that into the vaccine. So now the rule in the UK is that if they're under the age of 18 and you want to vaccinate them, you do not have to get parental permission if the school in its sole discretion makes a determination that the minor is a mature minor who oh. could make this decision. Now, how do you think they're going to come down on that particular decision? So all these things that we see is the schools, the parents, the, the schools and the governments are undermining the parents' right to raise their children, even in a godly way. So listen, fight the school boards. I agree with that. But I will say now there has never been a more important time for you to get your kids yes. out of every – Almost every public school and many Christian schools, because they're going along with the agenda as well, from my observation. All right. We've got John Haller in studio today on Stand Up For The Truth. Thanks for listening. We've got five minutes left in this segment, and um, we want to talk about what's happening in Green Bay. I just hot off the press this morning, an email from 
a spy, I mean a teacher that's a Christian in the Green Bay Area Public Schools, and uh, this person sends me these things from time to time. This is part of this topic that we're discussing. We need to bring this up because it's happening, and we can no longer say, A, that could never happen in America, or B, that might be in the big cities, but it's not in my children's rural public school. Stop buying the garbage, the BS on this. That's a lie. Um, You're naive if you still believe that. I'm sorry. I'm going to just be honest. This is stand up for the truth, so I'm telling you the truth. My parents were educators. My sisters were educators. I have an uncle that was a teacher. Um, They were all in the public school system. We've learned a lot over the last 50, 40, 50 years. And it is an antichrist system right now in America. As with everything else, the antichrist spirit of the age. So, This friend sent me this email, just wanted to share this, that I got in our teacher newsletter today. My answer is, heck no. (laughs) God bless you guys. So, it's titled, Email Signature. This is to teachers. Consider including your preferred pronouns. This is from the public school, the school board, the administration in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Including pronouns in your email signature is a quick and easy way for cisgender people, people who identify with the gender they were assigned at birth, to have a powerful and positive impact. This is harder and riskier for transgender and gender-diverse people because it leads to longer conversations and asks them to educate people. Cisgender people are able to lead the change or lead, yeah, lead the change by sharing their pronouns. It's also a simple solution to accidentally misgendering, getting someone's gender wrong, in parentheses. So they're warning teachers you don't want to accidentally misgender a student. It's basically a way of saying rather than operating in a system where we assume each other's gender and automatically attach pronouns to each other, I'll instead let you know up front what pronouns work best for me. That way we don't have to make assumptions about another person. And then it's got a link, why share my pronouns video to the public school teachers. This is not in New York City or Los Angeles or San Francisco, California or Madison, Wisconsin. This is right here in your hometown. John, your thoughts? We have just a minute and a half left. Well, as an attorney, I can tell you that such regulations are clearly unconstitutional and people need to uh, litigate. There's a lot of great Christian organizations out there doing litigation on this. Alliance Defending Freedom, Rutherford Liberty Institute, Liberty Council, uh, Pacific Justice Institute. So you need to contact those organizations and see if they will help you as you fight this, because this is this is interfering. This is a government agency interfering with your right of free speech. This is a clear violation of that, and it's also, I believe, a violation where we see uh, Jen uh, Psaki or. Jen Pesuckerberger, as I refer to him, Miss or yeah, information. Mis- misinformation, Miss M I S S, information, yeah, misinformation. Uh, the lies that, that spew out of that lady's mouth oh on a day to day basis with a straight face, after, yeah. I, I, she would flatline a uh, a uh, lie detector lie detector test. test, unchallenged by the Democrat media, by the way, of course. I, I, I don't understand, there's like a couple simple follow-on questions that should just reduce her to a blubbering fool, but <laughs> nobody ever asked those exactly. questions. I mean, I would love to get her in a attorney. I would love to get her under oath in a deposition and just kind of wow. play with her for around with her for a few hours mentally. But uh, it's just it's absolutely shocking. So, but she's the gatekeeper what, of the she, propaganda. But she, but she comes out and she says, "Listen, we're in contact with the big tech giants to tell them what yeah. what needs to be taken down." And they come out with the, you know, the people who are the worst of the offenders on the uh, COVID thing. Yeah, speaking of tech giants, YouTube is ramping up censorship. They are banning now what they determine is misinformation on vaccines, all things COVID. No surprise, the big tech, the one-party big tech media conglomerate is taking it up a notch. Plus, Joe Biden, a photo op getting his booster. Let's talk about that with John Haller when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via standupforthetruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. YouTube is ramping up censorship. They're banning what they determine is misinformation on all vaccines. Now, basically, they're doing what they did all the way through election season 
with any, quote, misinformation about Trump or Biden or whatever or ivermectin or the COVID. So, John, your thoughts, YouTube, you've had some challenges personally with your YouTube channel, and uh, we're all moving over to Rumble and trying to keep as much going as we can. Yeah, we try to protect the YouTube channel at the church, so I don't talk a lot about COVID and the vaccines. I do talk about, if I do a report, I'll do a report that this is what the government is requiring, the vaccine, vaccine passports, and that sort of thing. But the YouTube now has come up. The YouTube censorship is really off the charts. Mm -hmm. They're not just censoring things about the vaccine, uh, with regard to the COVID, or as I refer to it as the state-approved treatment for the Charlie Vector 019er thing. Uh, just that's sort of my code language. <laughs> but what YouTube is doing is they're censoring all information that is against any vaccine, mm. any vaccine. So Any, they, any opposition. Right. So the Children's Health Defense <clears throat> uh, website of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that, and I don't agree with him on everything, but he has done some great work and in investigation. It's it's gone. Uh, another wait a uh, minute. The website, his you, well, his, his uh, YouTube channel is oh, gone. Oh, the all YouTube. their all their videos and everything are gone. All wow. their interviews. Robert McCullough, who had a pretty extensive YouTube channel, I believe that all they're removing all interviews of Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who lives in Ohio, uh, who's you know. Uh, expressing a lot of concerns about this particular vaccine, but the YouTube is taking down everything about every vaccine. And these guys, as I've told you in the past, they're building these huge server farms in New Albany, Ohio, not too far from where I live. Uh, Facebook has five buildings that are in different stages. Some a couple are done. These buildings, David, are as as tall as the Empire State Building. They're as long as the Empire State Building is tall. Five of them. Google spending $2.3 billion right across the street on an old farm to build server farms. Wow. So listen, and this is, these are to store computers, to store bits and bytes of data. And they require these massive buildings. They're a quarter mile long. It's, it's, you have to see it. it. It continually, I don't know, maybe I'm just weird this way, but it creeps me out. And Did you ever take, I, take pictures of this? I do have a picture. Okay. Uh, I'll have to show you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I can show you an aerial shot of what the what the farm looked like a couple of years ago. And now they have these five – Facebook, five buildings. They spent over a billion dollars. Wow. YouTube spending over twice that, or Google. <laughs> and this is just to store bits and bytes of information. It's – this is – I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to be a prophet or anything, but this certainly looks like the mind of the beast to me. Hmm that we have this beast system. And so we know this beast system will have an infrastructure. So there's logistics. And I, I fear it's being built 15 minutes from my house. Wow. Now, this is the narrative that we are no longer allowed to question or oppose. And we're being shut down by the one party, a Democrat big tech media conglomerate. I want to share a quote that we shared, I think, in the last couple of days on one of the podcasts. I love it. It's by physicist Richard Feynman. He said, I would rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questioned. And that's what we're seeing today. They have answers, their answers, the globalist narrative, the propaganda that cannot be questioned. This is communist policy, friends. This is not a free republic when you cannot question what they're saying or a certain viewpoint. This is not American. It is not constitutional. And yet... From the White House uh, press corps to big tech to social media to the, anywhere in our public schools, we cannot question the big narrative. So going from YouTube now over to Facebook, there's an article by Ben Shapiro, um, Harbinger, Harbinger's Daily. Facebook, Which is a great website yes. to put in your Yes, yes, they've been using my stuff. Uh, God bless them. Uh, Shapiro said, Facebook reveals how it suppresses articles protecting leftist legacy media. And I just want to read a little blurb and, and get your feedback, John Haller. For years, Shapiro says, Facebook's new news algorithm has been a black box. While certain types of content were banned outright, it was simultaneously clear that other content was simply being demoted. It's reach restricted. I can attest to that on my personal Facebook Stand Up For The Truth has been shadow banned for at least 10 years. Us too on our YouTube channel. Shadow banned, yep. Meaning you can see you're allowed to still post. It's nice of them to still allow 
you to put something on your own page, but people can't see it in their news feeds. Shapiro said Facebook had been thoroughly opaque about just what content had been limited in distribution. But this week, um, Facebook finally revealed its content distribution guidelines, CDGs. The CDGs demonstrate that conservative suspicions of content suppression for the last year or more are justified. John Haller, your, your thoughts on what we already know? There's no doubt about it. I mean, we have people on our, our I think we have about 45,000 subscribers on uh, Fellowship Bible Chapel's YouTube channel. And uh, we, I constantly hear from people that they don't get noticed when a new video is up or they're unsubscribed. Uh, without doing anything. And so mm-hmm. I, I clearly think that they're being suppressed. Um, you know, I, I, I get stuff that this, this get a video that this is inappropriate information. I got a strike because I talked about, I think I played a video of Naomi Wolf, who's, who's a left-wing liberal. Yeah. She worked uh, for Clinton, right? Right, and she's, she's a feminist and all this, but she's very true. What she says on vaccine passports mm-hmm. is this is the Chinese social justice system. They just need to flip a suit few switches and this is oppressive they're oppressing people all over the world with this stuff and so i put that up and i got a strike i've actually put two videos up one video uh they gave me a strike on i appealed it and they said oh yeah that isn't covid misinformation so we put a duplicate video up each week of the same thing that one also weeks later i got a strike on that and i appealed it on the same basis said you already granted my appeal on that video and they said appeal denied Oh so my I have a, we had a strike. I think it expires in the next. It may have expired in the last couple of days. Uh, but we, if I get hit again, I can't post anything. We can't post anything as a church, even a sermon, for 14 days. It's it's clearly being done to oppress, mm-hmm. suppress, and oppress certain viewpoints. We've known this. And um, by the way, there's some fascinating information. If you have not researched what went down during the 2020 election, how big tech you know, got along with the, you know, Biden team and the, and the globalists, and they were literally shutting down uh, conservative or Republican or Christian uh, information on either candidates or whether it's the pro-life issue or just voting. That You call that voter suppression. And, and anyway, Dennis Prager went to Congress and testified. And he had a professor with him. I can't remember his name. He's done some things for Prager University which are these five-minute and very informative yep. videos, highly recommended. And they, this is the most watched YouTube channel anywhere on the planet, but they're constantly being suppressed. They have a, a lawsuit against uh, Google because of the suppression, but they had a professor who went to Congress and testified about the 2016 election and said that he thought that there were millions of votes that have been changed by people just because they didn't get any information about what – Trump was about it was all that stuff just disappeared from their lives they were not given information wow now we look what happened in the 2020 election the Arizona audit just came out and immediately everybody's got all these stories about what the Arizona audit says but (laughs) I'm telling you if it's the New York Times or other things I don't believe them I haven't had a chance to look through the data or anything but listen uh if you look at Rasmussen polls and that type of thing the approval rating of the I call it the O'Biden administration is down to um, like 31%. Yeah. It's uh. it's almost completely cratered among Hispanics and it's way down among black. Now you're telling me that seven months, you understand, first of all, O'Biden has three years and three months left in his term. Oh my goodness. That's going to be a it's, long it seem, three years. Well, it seems, it's already seems like he's been here for three years, but that if he got 80 million votes and his support has cratered like that, this quickly, they have an agenda and they are ramming it through. Yep. And I don't know if we'll discuss it today or on Wednesday, but the the economic agenda that they're pushing through, I'm telling you, they are destroying the economy of the United States. Yeah, we only have a minute and a half yeah, left, we'll John. So uh, we're going to record another. We're going to have John back next Wednesday on Stand Up for the Truth. But we're my two cents, if you want it, on Gallup polls, uh, approval ratings, of uh, they don't matter. Why don't they matter? Because Biden might be tanking, but who's the next man up? Whether it be Harris or whoever's going to run with the D behind their name, a majority of every Democrat voter will continue to go and vote for their party. And if you're a Christian, that's idolatry, by the way, if you don't look at policies, platforms, and procedures. 
But nonetheless, this is what we have in America. We've they've faked us into this uh, left right paradigm, this two party system. And they're going to continue. Well, I can't go over to the conservative, the Christian side and vote pro-life and vote for religious freedom and and vote. For, yeah, I, I want socialism and I want some of these things. So I don't care who's got the D behind their name. John, one minute. Your thoughts on well, approval listen, ratings. I have referred to this as the Biden administration uh, for many, many months now. Uh, because it's it's essentially what Obama took. And on the Wednesday podcast, I want to talk about what's in this new budget bill. And we know that Nancy Pelosi, interestingly enough, slipped up the other day, and she said uh, the Obama agenda. Yep. And it is the Obama agenda, That's and that's who I suspect is running this in many respects. But even he's come out to be critical. I think he's come out to be critical to set himself as, up as the ultimate savior of everything when it goes wrong. He's critical of their migrant policy, Obama. Mm. Oh. And I think he's doing that so he can claim the credit recently. So listen, we live in a very troubling time, and they are trying to tear everything down. And I think they're being, unfortunately, they're being very successful at it. So uh, it look, it's disrupted. I know, though, that uh, I know that God is in control. I know that this... This may very well be the way that this all has to go for God's end-time program to mm-hmm. completely come to fruition. And I know how that works out. It's pretty good for us. Some people were upset that we went to Yellowstone. They said, well, Yellowstone, it could blow, you know, and you could die. And I'm like, you know what? I know where I'm going. And if I die, by the way, it'd be better to go there and blow up there than to starve to death in a nuclear winter months later uh, <laughs> after after, Ob- after Yellowstone blows. But God's in control. He'll take me out of here when he's ready for me. And can I add just one more thing? Absolutely. Uh, Carl Tekrib, you know Carl? Tekrib. Yeah, I just he's, messaged he's, back and forth last he's night. Got, uh, he's, got, he's suffering from COVID. He was pretty, COVID pneumonia. Yeah, pretty sick in the hospital. And I have a friend, David, I won't give his last name, down in Georgia, uh, who was just put on a ventilator last night. So if you keep both of them, there's I get just request after request, yeah. pray for my husband, my brother, pray for me, I have COVID. So I have David in Georgia and uh, Carl Tykrib, who's coming out now, he's doing a little bit better. Yeah, he's home. Um, yep. Uh, he's one of our guests here on Stand Up For The Truth, Carl Tykrib. So John, we're going to have to end it there and we'll talk again next Wednesday. But uh, when we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are next week on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Next week, moving backwards from Friday to Monday, Dran Reese, Russ Miller, creationist, also Eric Hovind Wednesday, Dr. Patrick Flynn on Tuesday, and Christopher Cohn on Monday. He's the author of Authentic social justice. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Actually, wait a minute. I made a mistake. Next Wednesday is going to be John Haller. And uh, so we can't wait to get the follow-up podcast to what you just heard. So much more to talk about because there's always a lot going on. But keep that eternal perspective and the biblical worldview and know that God is in control and we just have to take it a day at a time and trust him. Well, God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.